You're ready? Let's go. Sure. Hello, listeners. Uh, I am Mary Catherine Ham. She's Kelly Maher. We are back for another episode of Meanwhile, Back at the Farm. Uh, Meanwhile, Back at the Farm. She's got her goat kids and her actual kids. I just have actual kids because I do not have enough room for goat kids. But maybe someday with Kelly's tutelage, she's going to tell us some stories from the farm. (laughs) We're going to talk about food. We're going to talk about parenting. Uh, We're just like your weird mom friends who want to talk about all sorts of things. Hi, yeah, how are you feeling, this, Kelly? This is our. Oh man, it's been a rough. It's been a rough go, Mary Catherine. So uh, you will appreciate this as a mother of four. There is a thing that happens between the ages of like I don't know two and five, but especially right now, my younger is licking everything, mm-hmm. and so we've spent I don't know about three weeks kind of under the weather. And I finally just got back from the doctor. I am now number three of our foursome little family to be positive for strep. Oh, no. So, yeah. Yeah, but the good news is I've got this, like, deep, sexy voice, which is why I really wanted to do this podcast today. I you like, know, I wanted to I like it. I wanted to get it recorded. You have I to take advantage of that. This is, uh, this is why... Uh, whenever I am like a little bit sick, I got to do podcasts yeah. and be like, listen, guys, I'm Kathleen Turner. How's everyone feeling? Yeah, exactly. Uh, have I, yeah, what's have I ever told you, by the way, oh, one sorry. time I was in the car with my children and I was listening to a podcast about Elizabeth Holmes, the, uh, I the do remember technolo- the story. The, the yeah. technologist scammer, uh, of, yeah. of many, of many podcasts fame. Uh, and yes. she has, a deeper voice for a lady. Uh, she has a distinct, well, a distinct voice. But it was, wasn't it? Didn't it turn out that that was a fake voice? I'm pretty sure it was an affectation. That she had, but yeah, she uh, that she created as part of her scam. Yes. So I'm listening to Ooh. a podcast about her, and I think to myself, do I sound a little bit like Elizabeth Holmes? I think I might sound a little bit like Elizabeth Holmes. <laughs> and I'm like, that makes me sort of uncomfortable. I'm not sure that's good. I do have a deeper register voice than some ladies. Yeah. Uh, yes. And I, I convinced myself, no, no, no. I don't, I don't right. sound like Elizabeth Holmes. But I was driving home for Christmas with my children in the back of the car. And my youngest woke up. At the time, my youngest woke up. And she goes, Mama, is this you talking on this podcast? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> From the mouths of babes. The truth, Kelly. Yikes. The truth. She broke me. Yeah, I just convinced Oof. myself, and it turns out I was wrong. So anyway, mine is not an affectation; yeah, it's my actual voice. It's your actual voice. Yeah, but hers hers was fake. I mm-hmm. thought that that the whole she dressed like uh, Steve Jobs, the Apple. Yeah. yeah, she dressed and and she had created this entire persona around this thing that she had going on. Gosh, that that ended up being extra bananas. Yes. Yeah. That's the that's the word for it. Yikes! But now that we both have Yikes, we but- have both have these weird voices, we could go convince some venture capitalists and other elites to give us just gajillions of dollars for things that make no sense. If only. Oh, that sounds genius. That sounds absolutely. That's genius. all it takes. Let's put I on mean, some black turtlenecks and go for it. 
look, I mean, not to get too econ weird monetary policy, but money doesn't mean anything anyway. And it's just fiat and <laughs> LOL, nothing matters. So I'm sure we can get somebody to give us money to just, you know, exist. Maybe. Pretend like we're taking small vials of blood and running all of the tests on yeah. them with our magic apple we machines. We promise we can do that. Um, yeah. So uh, we, we are clear of most sickness in this house for now. Uh, I feel Good like I for paid you. for all of that with my hand, foot, and mouth last summer, which was just like mm. horrendous. It was three weeks of so that, sick. So, yeah. so sick. Uh, so I just like had a down payment last summer. Uh, but I have been... I think I mentioned it on the last podcast that I was redoing a bathroom. Yeah. Yes. Tell us about that because you did that while I was laying in bed, not writing on my sub stack, which is what I was supposed to be doing this well, week. Uh, so as I think I explained, my husband doesn't like to be here for the chaos of my DIYs, but he generally is fine right. with the result. He just doesn't like the process. He doesn't like things yeah. unfinished. And I actually right. need a hard deadline. So this works out nicely. He went out of town. Yeah. I had five days, Perfect. five days to do the bathroom. So a couple ideas. Number one, because I'm trying to do mm -hmm. medium hard. I don't, I don't want to go like, I'm not doing a full reno here, but something that yeah. really, you're not, you're not pulling it down any time. No, but something that crazy. really feels and looks different. So I, right. uh, you know, did a lot of Instagram research and I, as one does, I, I have, that is how we do research. I have white square tiles, uh, all over the shower. They're very basic. They're very boring. And mm -hmm. uh, I ch contractor contractor yeah. grade standard white. And tile, I just right? okay. changed the grout color from white to black. So they look, oh. they look much more modern now. Now, right. Is this a perfect job. If you look up close at it, no, um, I'm going to work on touching it up a bit, but it, it, it does the job. It looks very different once you get so black what, grout. What did you use? It's some product called grout renew. And you, it's basically oh, like okay. a dye that you brush oh. into the grout. And then you have to, mm -hmm. the real tedious part is that you have to take off the excess. So you have to like oh. clean off the excess from the tiles. That's the annoying part. But the grout renew actually works pretty well. Uh, then I refinished the vanities doors, sanded them down. They were oh. this really ugly yellow, orange, pine color. Oak. Yeah, oak, oaky, oaky color. Yeah. Uh, so I sanded right. those down. And painted a black, sort of a black trim on them. Okay, I am really excited about this because I am very into, our friend Lindsay is going to be super upset if she hears this. I am very into the combo wood grain and like a little bit of painted Lindsay says look. she's unfairly called the antique police, but I don't think it's unfair. No, no. Yeah. She said that on Twitter. She said, oh, I, I don't know why everybody thinks that I'm anti-painting furniture. And then anytime somebody paints furniture, she sends us a link to it and is like, this is horrific. Look, How could somebody look, ever do this? Some of them are sins. Okay. Some of them are true. Sins. You have oh, to, 100%. you do have to pick and choose your battles. And like, I, I, true. I cop to painting one thing I shouldn't have painted. I cop, I painted an old radio cabinet that was in very nice shape. What was I doing? Ooh. It was like seven years ago. I don't know what I was thinking. And actually during this project, I bought myself a heat gun and I'm thinking about just taking it to the radio cabinet and just peeling all that off and starting over again. Taking it back. Um, Dude, I'm a citrus strip queen. <laughs> I love that stuff. It's great. It is great. But yeah, so take it. the the combo mm -hmm. looked pretty looks pretty good, and I, I it was no great loss. I mean, this vanity is not some mm -hmm. sort of 
fancy piece of uh, furniture. Right. So also contractor. Grade. Yes. So I, I painted a, okay. a sort of a strip of black on it. I said, it looks like my vanity is wearing a tuxedo now. It's very much more formal. Uh, and mm-hmm. then I painted the tile on the floors. Ooh, girl, like, that is stressful. That, well, that's one that the internet will get mad about too. I don't know why the internet's so why? mad about people painting tile, but the internet gets pretty up in arms about that. And, um, but I just decided, just, like, it, why it not? It stresses me out on your behalf. Well, why not? Exactly. Right? What's what's the worst thing that could happen? Well, if it's my terrible? thought was... Because you have to replace it. You would have replaced it anyway. Well, and my thought was, this this bathroom has, mm-hmm. a, has a cloth crown molding. Okay? Like, yeah. Like, made out of fabric. Yeah. So, like, yes. we're, anywhere we go from here is an improvement. Okay. So, yeah. I did, so, I painted the tile on the floors. With rustoleum mm-hmm. paint that you're supposed to use on floors. That's, the technology has come a long way in the last 10 years. So I painted yeah. that, cleaned them up first, painted them. Uh, and then I mm-hmm. had a stencil coming so that I could make this really beautiful modern pattern in black on the white floors. Except the stencil never arrived. So I ended up just free freehanding it. <laughs> freehanding, just painting hey you know what good for i mean you. i made my own stencil sort of and that worked it worked to the degree to, do, to the degree it needed to work okay well there you go the bathroom is dramatically different and i do mean dramatic because there's a lot of black in there <laughs> there's a lot of black in so all i've seen obviously is pictures because i'm in colorado and you're in virginia but what i see is fabulous i mean i think it's an improvement i have a I, yeah I, there's a dark ceiling, and I'm not sure the dark ceiling was a good idea, and I might just repaint it white. Ah, well. Because I mean, the ceiling, like wait, painting the ceiling is in. Wait till Steve goes out of town. And then well, painting the ceiling is in right now, but I just feel like it might it mm-hmm. might be a little too oppressive in there. Too much? Yeah. Wow. Anyway. I mean. That's what's going on. And nothing, nothing is more oppressive than fabric-covered crown molding. Like, because when you called me and, and told me that you were redoing that bathroom... That is the bathroom that I use when I come and visit you. And I remember the first time, you know, obviously you were moving in with Steve and I'm like, oh, and the townhouse is beautiful and where you live is beautiful. But I remember walking into the bathroom and being like, and looking up at the ceiling and it is like, it's essentially like quarter round, but then it is covered in like an almost like shit, like velvety it's like it's like like uh, sh- upholstery fabric yes yeah. it was bizarre well, and under it, a bathroom. It, it turned out it wasn't even wood that was upholstered it was like what was it, it? was like foam strips i don't know man look like owners owners of houses do weird things to the houses and then you become the owner of the house and you have to undo the weird things and my commitment is to do the weird things that i do to this house in such a half-assed way that someone can undo them fairly easily later. <laughs> oh, see, there you go. That absolutely counts. That counts a hundred percent. This is I'm paying it forward, guys. I love. Anyway, it. I my love husband it. did not hate it, so that's good. That that is a victory, yep. is what that is. Yep. That's a hundred percent victory. Every time I do a DIY, I I wouldn't say my husband hates it, but he has an eye for detail. I think would be the nice way to put yes. it. And he has like a, an almost compulsive need to point out mm-hmm. small details that are wrong yeah. 
or are broken about things. And no matter how hard I try, it seems that it ends up being a fight. Yeah. Every yeah. So my husband similarly uh, notices anything yeah. that's off. Uh, however, he's n- not so much with the home decor, more with like whether the house is clean. He'll notice that. Uh, but home decor, like really, he'll sort of settle in and it's, it's no big deal. Uh, but mm-hmm. he, he quite liked it. So that's good. I will tell you that, um, trying to put a clear coat, like a top coat down on this mm-hmm. floor in a home with four, one, two, three, four. Yes. No, five women. If you count my au pair and all of their hair, a dog that sheds <gasps> and then a Mm-mm. toddler with, or the toddler also has quite a bit of hair. Um, you you can never get all of the lint off of that floor before you put the top coat down. You just have to admit to yourself that this yeah. is not let it go. This is not a sterile environment, and there's going nope. to be some lint. Yep, under it's the top be fuzzy. coat, and I I hate it. It makes my heart hurt, but it's just a fact of life. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, that's a lot of hair. It is. There's a high volume of hair at your house. There really is. There really is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I'm all I'm all boys and we're heading into uh summer, so I'm about ready to just take the goat shears to my own children and just be <laughs> done with it. Why why by the way, uh again, I know I said this last time, but we are very rabbit holy and if that's not your jam, this probably is not the podcast for you. Um, why are haircuts so expensive for children? Oh. Because my kids actually are due and it's Get every time it's an eighty dollar outlay. Okay, see, I didn't tip. realize this. This blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I yeah. don't really I don't really have my kids' hair cut. I uh, right. I cut it myself, or I just it looks so nice that I just let it grow forever. Um, yeah, you know they're they're little chicks and they have lots of lots of hair. So yeah. I've taught myself to cut their hair uh, because yeah. it didn't seem all that complicated. Now. Right. It, it's not all that easy either. Like I've done, I've done it a couple times and there've been times when I've gone, did I mess that up? But it's, you know, I don't know. You did, you did the oldest hair last week, yes. right? And the picture looked great. Thank you. Yes. I did a, I watched a uh, YouTube tutorial for the Rachel cut <laughs> and I cut my kid's Perfect. hair in a Rachel modified Rachel um, from friends. Uh, it's good times. 90s throwback. But uh, yeah, Love I was it. talking to somebody and she said, she said there's like, there should, there's a market opening for reasonably priced children's haircuts because people end up paying yes. what they pay for adult ha- haircuts, especially for boys. Yes. That seems insane because you're going to have to do yeah, that once, once a month. Yeah. And so that's why I'm about ready to just take shears to them and be done with it. Right. Because I feel like with girls the margin for error is much greater, right? Because if you cut the wrong inch off of a 10 inch haircut as a percentage of the hair, it's not that big of a deal. But if I like buzz too close or do it uneven against a scalp, like you're going to know. I find men's hair much more stressful. I had to cut Steve's during the pandemic once or twice and I I did not enjoy that. It made me nervous. Yeah. Um, you, th- this is like taking the shears to them by way by the way is the ham family approach which was yeah my dad cut all of our hair in the family which is why i didn't have mm. long hair until i was nine or ten because my oh. my mom had always had short hair like since she was 20 right. or so she has this cute little pixie cut and she's always worn it yeah worn it like that 
And well, and she's just she's got the the perfect look for yes. it. She looks so good all the time. So, uh, my dad cut his own hair. My dad cut my mom's mm-hmm. hair. My dad cut both boys' hair, and then I just got the same haircut as the boys until I finally protested at like nine or ten. <laughs> wow. Yep. That's so fascinating. Yeah. So when I take my boys in, it's. God, it, I mean, it's 80 bucks by the time I'm out of there, right? That seems crazy to me. That's Right? It does. It does seem crazy, but I can't do it. And so maybe I will just, for the summer, just buzz it. Because I, I absolutely can do that. I can buzz. It'd be cute. But Nobody's mad at that. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I think, but, I think it'd be cute. My, yeah. brothers, my brothers had bo- both had little flat tops or a little like high and tights when they were... <laughs> yeah yeah it was nice it's like and it feels nice in the summer yeah i mean i never buzz yeah, mine so i don't lot, know but i i hear i hear they have a lot of hair so i had like i don't know shoulder length medium until i think fourth or fifth grade i demanded a pixie cut so i was like the inverse of you um but i was traumatized you know this story yeah, i could have told you that when, was a mistake we didn't know each other yeah though. yeah oh <laughs> Nope, nope. Well, first off, I was a giant, right? Mm-hmm. So I was already a giant and then demanded. And my mother took me in to a salon and got a, a pixie cut. And I was, this will not surprise you, one of the top Girl Scout cookie sellers in Colorado. And then the Girl Scout troop, uh, Troop 1856, uh, got to go to the, the, like, it was called Super Seller Saturday, nice. where you get to go... And get the reward for being a good cookie seller for, you know, bringing revenue into the nonprofit or whatever. And it was at CU Boulder and it was in a lecture hall and the theme was space, you know, girls in space because the 90s you're told as a girl you can do anything and be an astronaut. And there's a aeronautical engineer was giving a lecture to this room of 250 girls. And I raised my hand to ask a question because even then I was real yeah aggressive <laughs> in terms of my my social interactions mm-hmm. and so i have no problem raising my hand and asking a question and he pointed at me and he goes yeah that boy right there oh all girls yeah. a room of hundreds of girls and i never uh cut my hair short again my my, my hair has never been above my shoulders since then <laughs> Even though it all did, it all fell out with COVID. Well, I, I so. look back at pictures and it was that. very cute short, but I did look, uh, I did look remarkably like my brothers. I mean, it was, and uh, I think it was probably good for. You guys are so cute probably though. Good for, all of probably you. Probably good for toughness. Like, you know, there was a lot of like, mm-hmm. there's a boy in the girl's bathroom. I was like, I'll show you a boy in the girl's bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Talking yep. junk. Uh, anyway. Yep. Yeah. So that's, uh, yeah. yeah, you should watch some YouTube videos. Or just buzz them and be done with it. Yeah. I mean, so goat shears actually are really expensive for showing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have purchased them and I own, I mean, they are multiple hundred dollar clippers. They are legit. Okay. So I mean, as long you as you bring got me, right, you could bring me a child or a sheep and I could use the same implements <laughs> and it would be fine. I think there's a, right? think there's a business here in both sort of like a, it's like a petting zoo slash grooming of your child smart i like it i can do it i'm in for this 
This is a great idea. Um, so I don't so. want to keep you too long today because you need to rest. Uh, so do you have a story we need to hear from the farm? And then I have a news story that I was going to run past you. Ooh, I love it. Uh, so there's a few different things. Number one, I had a lady who was going to come today to, I was going to teach her how to milk and she's getting into goats and she was maybe going to purchase. I mentioned last time I've got goats for purchase. Glad I canceled because apparently strep is contagious and (laughs) teaching, teaching somebody to milk, especially like it's, it's weird because you're like, Oh, hi, I met you on Craigslist. Now let's really get into one another's space. Very close together. Right. Yeah, it's a weirdly intimate thing to teach somebody how to do, right? Well, because let's to... imagine, listeners, uh-huh. how much room there is <laughs> under a cow. Okay, that already yeah, feels like sort of close quarters. Now imagine yeah. how much room there is under a goat. Not almost a lot. None. And almost none. And almost all of that is taken up by bucket. And then, and then the hand motion, and you've done this, Mary Catherine, because I've taught you how to milk, but the hand motion is... It's not intuitive. Right. Like once once you get it, you get it. Once you learn the squeeze at the top and the articulation down. And once the milk comes out, then you can replicate it over and over and it gets better. But that first squeeze. Yeah, it's trickier than it looks. N- it yeah. is. And it and it once you have it, you have it. And it is a thing that I now have in muscle memory that I'll be able to do for the rest of my right. life. But this woman, you know, like me. Bought some acreage, got some chickens. She's really excited to start milking. Uh, so so glad I canceled. But it is it is a weird place to be teaching Craigslist people how to milk in your shed. I mean, I like it. Right? It's I a, like it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so that's one of the things that we're dealing with right now. And then uh this Wednesday, my husband doesn't know this, and luckily, hopefully he won't listen to this. I have some French black copper Moran chickens that I uh, ordered last year being shipped to my house. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, I bought myself some fancy chickens. And why, and gonna why be... are they fancy? What does this give you? So the the eggs are the darkest eggs that are laid by any chicken breed. They're like very, very dark brown. Okay. They're really pinterest gorgeous like almost a maroon color um it's said by the way that the only chicken eggs julia child would cook with are the moran eggs well that's reason Um, enough for me right so i have these chickens coming but i'm gonna have to hide them from my husband and just like (laughs) pack them in with all my feed store chickens and hope that he doesn't see that i I feel like the maroon eggs might be a tip off at some point (laughs) I mean, that's months from what now. happened here. That's, okay, that's fair. That's that's, fair. that's future Kelly's problem. Oh, that's not so my many problem. things are future right, MK's right. problems. It's a real yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so that's the those are the two things that are really happening here, and and I'm just trying to recover from illness. And I started a piece but didn't finish it from coughing and Nyquil about the economics of like I I had this lady last year who came up. And she was so sweet and she, and I handed her the eggs and she handed me the $4 folded up and she just said, I'm so glad to be able to help keep small agriculture producers afloat, you know? And I was like, ma'am, 
and and this is all inside my head. I'm like, ma'am, you have no None. idea. <laughs> Zero idea how much it costs. Yes. Like at four dollars a dozen, I could sell eggs for the next five hundred years <laughs> and would not cover the cost. Yes, we're farming we're farming of, for dis- different reasons, not for profit margins. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. So um, I've had a lot of people who say, oh, gosh, it must be great to save money on groceries and yeah. save money on dairy. And the answer is always no. No, I'm I'm just finding new and different ways to spend. Yeah, money this is the lie we tell ourselves. Food. Even my like three herb plants that are meant to be like for cooking and for making cocktails. Yeah. And I'm, I'm inevitably going to kill them. Uh, so that will be just like money down the toilet. Um, yeah. But even so, like Mary Catherine, it, it costs. It costs the cost of the plant you're going to kill to buy like four packs of mint that would then last you yeah. as long as you need it. <laughs> like you can just, just yeah. pick them up at the grocery store. And that's why we have division of yeah. labor. Yes, yeah, true. Economy. It's true. All right. It's, it's amazing. Uh, it's the platform upon which our society It's is pretty amazing. Um, okay. Let me uh, run, a, run a news story by you real quick. You Hit ready me. for this one? Hit me. Are you yes. aware that the Ninth Circuit... A federal court ruled this week on whether I can't believe it's not butter is butter. I did not. Okay, that's a thing that really happened. Um, You would think that the name itself would be the indication, and maybe we wouldn't need to have a full lawsuit that goes to federal court about this. It admits in the name it's not butter? It does indeed. Okay, so... Okay, hit me. (laughs) The deal is someone brought this lawsuit that the mm-hmm. nutrition label on I can't believe it's not butter spray is incorrect because the spray in total has, you know, over a thousand calories in, in a bottle and uh, some a hundred something grams of fat, right? But okay. when you spray it in the recommended serving yeah. size of one spray uh, as a cooking yeah. spray or five sprays as a topping... The math works out that it basically has zero calories and zero fat in it <laughs> because uh-huh. it's such a small amount. So Because people aren't drinking the bottles, right? right? Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, presumably. Um, right. <laughs> so these, these folks were mad. They felt like this was misleading. So they go to the courts and the courts needed to decide whether, I can't believe it's not butter spray, could continue to be labeled as a cooking spray product versus a butter fat and oil product and the ruling was that indeed it can continue to be labeled the way it is labeled as a spray because the court presumes that people aren't just chugging the bottle i do have to say a couple things Uh, uh i can't wait because i'm flabbergasted because okay the first one is obviously like what the is a federal court doing worrying about this and why do federal agencies worry about things like this and how much money have we spent for them to worry about this? Okay. That's one. First question. Second of all, yeah, I do think it's a little off if you're zero, zero and zero, like there's something in there. You're consuming something. Right. But like, because I don't want the government involved in this at all, I don't care. So yeah, well, um, that's like one of my favorite reels that I've posted over and over again is the diet guru guy mm-hmm. who just takes chips and puts them on his food scale one at a time and it all says zero. And then he eats them and he's like, zero calories. You're like, <laughs> Amazing. Like, yeah. 
as long as you weigh the chips one at a time, it's fine and it's no calorie. I mean, at some point, people are going to litigate everything. Yeah. And it is one of the my biggest pet peeves. Yeah, I know. This this but, hits a, a, a sweet spot for you of like uh, need for tort reform uh oh. government food regulation by the way the vote the mm-hmm. vote was two to one so i guess that's a close split and the dissenting judge argued the proposition that absent some canaan miracle a bottle of flavored oil containing 1160 calories and 124 grams of fat can be transformed into zero calories and zero grams of fat by the simple act of replacing the bottle cap with a pump device is ludicrous honestly that's a very logical take but i don't care about any of this <laughs> Well, I mean that that becomes the question, right? Is like like how I why how and why? Just how and why? If they're not chugging it then just in the in the amounts that they are distributing them in a fine mist over their food, just everybody needs to calm down <laughs> a little bit. Right? Yes and also just mm. like yeah. you know the idea that the fda has all these very very strict categories and we're just our our nutritional uh garbage food innovation is such that we can't even figure out which category these fit into anymore particularly even when they say in their name what they are not um <laughs> it's it makes me sad for us what as a what society are, what are we doing? It's end times. It's end times, Mary right. Catherine. That's now, fine. I, but that's, now we can. That's my phone call to you at least three times a week. It's like, oh, it's the end. It's this is it. Well, now if there's no now more. a federal judge has or a federal court has ruled that, in fact, we can believe it's not butter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> 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 Excuse me. So uh, they went to law school for this. Oh, right. you, you know those judges are like, we're really doing this. We're really doing oh. this. Yeah. Mm. I mean, look, this is this is the just the cost of litigation alone. People don't recognize it because it's such a hidden cost in our society. But I get asked all the time, "Hey, why don't you sell your cheese? How can I buy your cheese?" And the answer is, "You cannot buy my cheese." And it's not because I wouldn't love to sell cheese. I make delicious cheese, and I would love to sell it. the The liability and the cost of litigation makes it so that it doesn't make no, sense. No, it's amazing that anybody can make food and sell it. <laughs> like, or really anything, or anything for that matter. Anything. Yeah, children's products. Oh, children's products. Crazy. God, the, the, the labeling on my baby's stuff is just outlandish. Outlandish. Yeah. Okay, well, listen, we're going to cut it short today because yeah. you need to go rest. Let's do it. I need to go take er- yeah. care of my kids, and you need to take care of your kids and your kids. <laughs> Thank you. Kids and kids. Thank you for listening to Meanwhile Back at the Farm. We'll see you guys soon. See you next week. Oh my gosh. You're doing great. Okay, I'm going to pause this. I'm going to stop this.